Welcome to our podcast, Parenting by the Pint. Enjoy the show! Greetings, Minivan Mafia! Lauren and I are longtime friends from Chicagoland that love getting together to chat about life, kids, family, and beer. Each week, we'll feature a brewery and sample at least two of their beers. We'll also discuss a variety of topics ranging from parenting, pop culture, travel, marriage, and just about anything else that comes to mind. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. We're having another... uh... What are we drinking tonight? We're drinking Three Sheeps Brewing out of Sheboygan, Wisconsin. Yeah, so we're, we're traveling gonna, a little bit again. We're going to, north of the Cheddar Curtain. Yeah, so many good breweries in Wisconsin and the Chicagoland area. It's amazing. We'll, we'll never run out of beers to drink, I I mean, feel I'm like. pretty sure that <laughs> Illinois and Wisconsin will give us at least like 10 years right? of podcast yeah, episodes. For sure. Um, so I've had a few of different Three Sheeps actually okay so um i've never had either of these so that's exciting and we're gonna talk about apologizing Apologizing. i'm actually really excited to talk about this not just because of my kids but also for myself because i think this is a topic that i could go on about for a while but but in the regard of like like how i feel about apologizing in general okay about things well uh, i'm excited to get into that but before we do yeah let's drink our first three sheep's beer this is a mango brett farmhouse Mm -hmm. that was aged four years yeah i read that chardonnay barrels this was i would like to point out that this was a gift Mm -hmm. um from two of my friends who are kind enough to visit from milwaukee and bring me these delicious beers um lupe and jackie gave this to me thank you ladies and i'm excited yeah it's actually called go mango go it, mango um, go go mango go and so i'm really excited to drink this i like the label on this one because it's like a textured Ooh. label here feel Ooh, let that me feel. let me put feel that it. in your hands oh that's actually really cool yeah. it's like iridescent almost yes too. it's got a mm. almost like it's a fancy. holographic <laughs> this is a feel. 10.3 abv by the way Ooh, we are gonna really hit it tonight because this is not the only barrel aged beer mm-hmm. we're gonna drink um, is, it right. is. It does say on the side of the bottle. I don't know if you saw this. Super I limited. I did see release. that. I feel. I feel privileged yeah. to be able to try it. So normally, Lauren and I attempt <coughs> to drink um, beers from breweries that are usually like one that is somewhat readily available, mm-hmm. and then one special thing or something yeah, like that. Yeah, what we that. have or what we've you know picked, been able to pick up. Yeah, and yeah. I'm sorry to say, to your uh, detriment listeners these beers are not going to fall into that category these are going to be beers that you probably aren't going to easily get yeah um but i think it's going to give us a good idea of what three sheeps can really excel at i think that these are going to be really awesome and i'm excited to share them excited as well so three sheeps um i've never been there i feel like we should add it to our stops list though it's just in sheboygan it's like not that far that's not that far we can make totally a drive um they've been around since around 2012 um the 
background history, like the the seed that planted this idea. Um, actually, the founder Grant, he's a founder and head brewer. Um, his great grandparents actually had a brewery back in 1926 that wound up going wow. nationwide. Um, it they, it was it was long gone before his time, so he never participated in any of that. Um, but it's you know in his family, maybe in his blood. Um, like a lot of everyone in the craft beer industry, I swear, um, it started with a birthday gift from his wife of a mm-hmm. homebrew kit. Um, which, what a terrible right? gift. <laughs> which eventually turned into his dream of owning his own brewery. Um, he was actually pouring concrete for his family business when uh, the only brew pub in town went out of business. And so he went and talked to the new owners of the building and came to an agreement that he would brew beer out of like the back room Uh and they would have a restaurant out of the front and they would share like the bathroom areas like so nice (laughs) so they had essentially a handshake agreement um and a few months later three sheeps brewing opens um, the first year they opened, they won an award for best new brewery in Wisconsin. They've been super nice. popular. Um, they, you know, they always try and push the boundaries of to brew beer that hasn't been brewed before. Um, you know, to create the best, most new unique beers that they can is kind of what their, um, their goals are. So they, uh. They expanded in 2015 to a 40,000 square foot old Coca-Cola distribution. Nice. So they have a ton of capacity. I don't know where they're at right now, but they have capacity to make 12,000 barrels. Oh, dang. So like it's, there's a ton of room for growth and they've grown a ton, even I think since like 20, from 2012 to 2017, I think 2017, they were brewing about 4,000 barrels already. So like they've been consistently um, expanding and increasing and they've done really well, um, which is nice. Great. That's good. Yeah. So um, the, the name, so Three Sheeps, um, he, so he started in the concrete business and he was just coming out of that and he said everyone was so serious and angry and he's like i wanted to be the complete opposite of that so i'm naming it after a fluffy grammatically incorrect animal which i never thought about but three sheeps nobody's sheeps isn't a thing like it's three sheep sheep so but i never really thought about that until i was reading about Uh him saying that's funny so that's great i was gonna say i hope you're gonna hit on why it's called three sheeps (laughs) completely random it's not even about the sheeps like it's not about sheep or whatever sheep oh, sheeps three sheep yeah three sheep three doesn't, it doesn't sheeps. have the same ring to it though i feel no, like i mean sheep it feels very natural to it say three now, sheeps brewing it? like yeah, of all the times that i've ever referenced this place which aren't many because like not you many. said i've had it before but not i've only a had a couple from here not many at all um yeah but yeah, they actually, so they started in 2012, they bottled their first beer in 2013, and their first beer was hit one of his homebrew recipes, and it was called Really Cool Water Slides. Really <laughs> Which I cool also water slides. Love. I don't so... think there is any such thing. No. <laughs> I just, I like the whimsical, like, 
funny just nature of it which i, I think was like his goal that that's so, pretty great yeah. i can get behind that yeah. idea so all right well that's a little bit about three sheeps um and let's try go mango what well, are our thoughts i mean i just smelled it mm. and it's definitely aged in chardonnay oh barrels. for sure i mean i that's... don't even get as much mango as i get the barrel almost yeah or wine flavor i guess yeah. Yeah. It smells like a Chardonnay. Yeah. You know, we've had some mangoes before, and I feel like some are sweet, some are tart. Like, I'm curious to see what this is. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry I did that. Mm. It tastes like wine. Yeah. It yeah. just tastes like wine. It tastes like wine. It tastes like Chardonnay. It totally tastes like fruit-flavored fruit Chardonnay. Yes, 100%. I mean, it does have a little bit of that fruity wine yeah, flavor, not does. just a straight Chardonnay. Yeah, it's got the fruity flavor, but it tastes more like wine than beer, which, I mean, it's aged yeah. in Chardonnay barrels, but it is definitely has that wine taste to it. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Very I mean, strongly. It's good. It tastes really good. Mm-hmm. I can, man, I would get so drunk on this. Oh, it's 10%. my goodness. I could drink this. It's good. Uh, but if you don't like wine... I don't think you would like this beer at no. all. No. Because it does have that taste to yeah. it. Yeah. 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 This would be something that Fozzie Bear would put some extra sugar into. <laughs> yes. And the reason I bring that up is because I was thinking to myself, I wonder if Lauren could add orange juice to this and drink oh. it by the pool. Beer mosas. Yes. I know it's because you said obviously it's a little bit Ooh. wine. And so not really champagne per se, although mm-hmm. it's close because like carbonation makes your brain think champagne yeah, yeah, yeah. or no, sparkling you could wine probably um you could probably add some fruit juice to this i probably wouldn't actually go orange juice because i feel like it would be too acidic with the chardonnay um maybe you could but i would do like a like so, a guava yeah they've got like a tropical blend of like a peach mango type flavor because it doesn't have as much acidity to it yeah so it would blend very well with this because usually when you're making a mimosa i choose to use fruited beers with my (laughs) beer mosas because why waste it on non-alcoholic great idea um but you are typically using like that Champagne, which may have a little bit of sweetness depending on and that carbonation. But this pretty much gives you that. Yeah. So you really wouldn't have to do much. This does really taste like wine to me. Um, but I feel like with a little like peach mango juice, this would be a really good by the pool drink. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. No, this is different. I like it. I don't think I've had many beers aged in wine barrels. I'm sure I've had some, but not that are jumping out at, in my memory. But this one, it's it's very different. It's good. Um, but again, it, it definitely has that wine smell and taste to it. Absolutely. I like it. I don't know that, like, we're drinking out of, what is this, probably like a 16-ounce bottle? Yeah, yeah it's pint. pint. Yep. Um, I definitely couldn't drink this by myself. Like, yeah. Like it's good, but now oh, that good. I've had yeah. a few sips, you I'm wouldn't want to like, go overboard with it. Yeah, I'm gonna have. No. A, I would have a headache later if I drank yeah, this whole thing. I really or like a the tummy smell. ache. <laughs> it smells really, I really good, like right? The smell to it. Yeah, the aroma is very pleasing. I don't me. know how else to describe it other than like a sweet or chardonnay mm-hmm. smell. That's yeah, it just to kind of give people overall, an idea. It gives the wine 
aroma. Um, it does. It is a little bit sweeter than a typical just a Chardonnay. touch, but I assume that's the mango. Yeah. But yeah, it's got a very pleasant smell to it. Um, it's definitely got a Chardonnay taste, but with that fruitiness to it. I honestly, if someone gave me this though, I wouldn't know what category to put this drink in. I mean. If I hadn't told you that this was a Brett farmhouse, yeah, I wouldn't have. You been wouldn't able, have known that. I wouldn't right? have even guessed farmhouse just partially because of the 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 Chardonnay taste to it's, it. I would have had no clue what where to put this. I agree. I agree one hundred percent. Yeah, there is no way I would have thought this was a farmhouse. Yeah. In fact, if you'd given it to me with absolutely no indication whatsoever, I almost would have considered have it like it a sparkling like a spark- wine. Yeah, some sort of wine. Yeah, yeah. A, a fruited, a fruity wine of some sort. Um, yeah, yeah, but like I definitely... a little bit, a, not quite a dessert wine. No, because uh, it's not nearly sweet it's enough. Not sweet for enough that. for that. Um, but it's like a. Sp- a sparkling, yeah, it's a fruited, flavored, carbonated beverage, white wine. <laughs> alcoholic beverage. Uh, but yeah, I wouldn't have guessed farmhouse. It's very tasty. Um, I like it. It's different, and which is a favorite of ours. We love, is, we different. love different. Yeah. So, but it it also is what like you can get the mango, and if you really pay attention to the sh- aged and chardonnay barrels, you get what you expect. If you're looking yes. for a flat out farmhouse. I don't feel like this is really strongly You're going to be surprised. That. Yes. Yeah. But it's a very good drink. I'm almost not even going to call it. It's a very good. It's, it's very a good, good to drink. drink. <laughs> but. Beer. Yes. Beer <laughs> drink. All right. Anyways. So. So let's not apologize not. for our beer choices. I was just going to say right? that. Yeah. Um, so. Here's the thing. When it comes to apologizing, uh, I've been thinking about this subject a lot lately, which is why I had proposed it as a topic um, mm-hmm. for us to discuss. I'm a classic Midwesterner. I'm that person that apologizes for even when I've everything. done nothing yep. wrong. Mm-hmm. You run into me on the oh, street. Oh, I'm sorry. And, oh, I'm sorry. Yep. Oh, oh, oh. oh. I say, I'm sorry. Oh. Yeah, I me too. I do that. Um, <laughs> I do it every day. Oh, I'm sure I do. Oh, pardon me. I say that a lot. Uh-huh. Oh, pardon me. It's a little fancier. Yeah, I don't know why I do that. I'm not fancy, but I do say pardon me okay. a lot. Um, I've begun to work on it yeah. in the sense that when I feel the urge to apologize for something in a conversation or like more often in an email mm. um, with like a customer okay. where there's like a situation where an apology isn't necessary but an explanation might be like for example if we're sending you a proof on your job for you to confirm the details of what you ordered Mm -hmm. and you emailed me before getting it checking on it you know we're like hey i haven't gotten this thing yet from you Mm -hmm. what's did you get my email or what's the status of this or whatever some sort of like hey i'm checking with you because i haven't heard from you okay something like that yeah and now Classic Midwesterner Kara would respond by apologizing. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I've reached. I had a delay with sending proofs today. Blah 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 blah. Sure. Something like that. 
um, but I'm sorry, or would be the, I apologize, yeah. mm-hmm. or please forgive the delay. Blah, and blah, you know, blah. we do that to start the conversation, which makes it be like a focal point of it. Like I the agree. fact that we, and then we're almost taking responsibility for something that isn't actually wrong because you could have just been working your normal course of responding, and, and even they if just, they I asked within like that. an hour or something, an unreasonable time frame, you still probably would have that instinct to say, "Oh." I'm sorry. Yes. So I have started intentionally not saying sorry. Okay. Even in situations where maybe something actually went wrong. Mm -hmm. I had a customer email me today and say, hey, we got the shipment from you. And for some odd reason, all of the things inside were kind of dirty. Like they had Hmm. dust on them. And I knew what had happened. It is something that had happened when we were packing it up. Okay. It had gotten a little dirty, and it had made everything get dirty uh. inside this box. And everything was fine. The mm-hmm. stuff wasn't damaged. Nothing yep. was ruined. It was just dusty. Okay. Um, and I could have very easily apologized. Instead yeah. of doing that, I was like, oh, well, I think I can see what happened here, mm-hmm. and I'm really glad that nothing got damaged and nothing needed to be replaced. Yep. End yep. of conversation. Um, whenever somebody is like, hey, I haven't heard from you or something like that, I don't say, oh, I'm sorry, I haven't gotten back to you. I'm just like, hey, thanks for your patience on that. Or, oh, here you go. Here's your thing. Mm -hmm. Whatever. No apology. I do not apologize for little things that, in my opinion, don't, I think apologies should be worth more than that. I think they should be used in more valuable situations. Yeah. Apologizing for me is... In circumstances where you actually do something wrong mm-hmm. or you feel bad about something. Yeah. So, for example, like with my kids, if there's an accident mm-hmm. where you like bump into somebody and they fall down, but you didn't mean to make them fall down, mm-hmm. they just did. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to bump into you. Not, oh, I'm, you know, I'm not yeah. apologizing after you confront me for injuring you. Yeah. I'm apologizing because I caused you to be okay. injured indirectly, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, or by accident. Um, so we talk about, I talk about that with my kids a lot because like for them, apologizing is like asking them to chop off their own finger. They just will die before <laughs> they do it. They just, even in an accident where they're yeah. just like, where you can tell they're just like, oh no, they he got bit, yeah. hurt. And they like, feel remorse about the situation Mm -hmm. they still don't offer the apology right off the bat they're still kind of like oh man he fell (laughs) let me run away the exact opposite they (laughs) apologize for everything when they don't need to ah so so they're like me yes and i'm the same way too which i'm sure is where they get it from which makes me think like okay i need to to work on that and i know that i need to work on that i know like i you see all those stupid memes on facebook that are like instead of saying i'm sorry say blah 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 whatever oh nice and every time i'm like i need to do that in my head and then it doesn't stick but I definitely apologize way more than I need to. It, and you're right. It has less significance if you use that constantly. Yes. And so I, I, that's a good, that's a good thought on, on that, on when you should actually be saying I'm sorry versus thinking about another way to phrase whatever you need to do. But my twins say I'm sorry 
all the time. Even yeah. like today, I don't remember what happened, but my twin boy, um, I, I don't know. I'm trying to think what, what happened. Cause this, this literally ex- happened within the last 24 hours in our house. And he, I don't know if he fell down or he did. They were fighting. The twins were fighting. And like, he got hurt and I asked him to like, come here, like what happened, blah, blah. And they were like play fighting it. And I had said, you know, okay, be careful. And he apologized for getting hurt. And I was like, mm. that's not, you don't know. Like you, you don't need to apologize every time I ask you for something. Like, I just want to right. know, tell me what's going on. Don't start with, I'm sorry. And part of that is the twins hate getting in trouble for anything Ever. Mm. You could literally be asking them a question and if they think they're in trouble, they like start tearing up and they apologize. And I'm like, all right, guys, you need a thicker skin, first of all. Right. Because people are going to be mean. Life is going to suck. Like there's going to be times when things don't go your way and you need you and, and no like they're sick so it's like you i know, know. you but don't want to need... turn them into like bitter no, individuals but... but you also don't want them to be surprised all the time yeah, by everything by... that happens yes. to them and they also need to realize that not everything is their fault of course so they are people that feel like even at that age that the world is like they affect everything. Like right. every scenario is their fault or their doing. And I think that's why they feel like they're apologizing is because in their head, I must have done something, you know, wrong or something to cause right. this. And I'm like, that's not the case. Like sometimes things just happen. Right. So I need to work on having them not apologize for everything because at some point that's going to get them in trouble because they're going to apologize for something someone else did. And then they're, they're going to be gonna, blamed. Exactly. It's going to be because they essentially when you're saying you're sorry for something, whether you did it or not, you're, you're taking responsibility. Taking, exactly. So you need to use that in the right scenarios. And so I have to teach them you can't be sorry all the time. You can't say you're sorry for something that you shouldn't be sorry for. Or yes. if you said something or did something and it had a negative impact on someone but if you really should have been doing it, then don't apologize if you did the right thing. No. Like, there's lots of scenarios that you might upset somebody, but you did what you were supposed to. So you need to really pay more attention to the, why am I saying this? Yeah. Should I be sorry? Or am I just saying sorry because... I feel bad for the situation that I'm in. Well, it's like a classic husband apology (laughs) where you say, I'm sorry you're upset. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) I love, I love that phrase. Um, But it's that situation where it's okay for you to feel bad that someone else is upset about something without you feeling like you're personally responsible. Mm -hmm. Like you caused... Yep. their upsetness exactly. it, when in actuality something caused that but yep. it wasn't you and that not not that that's always the case no, but, but it, it when it be. is the yeah. case mm-hmm. you have to that is what i'm trying to work on is i have to focus on situations where somebody bumps into me on the street i don't need to apologize to them yeah i can just be like oh 
and then walk away. Yeah. They don't need to apologize to me. It was probably an accident. Yeah, on like, both counts. It's not, nobody really needs to say anything other than, you know, ex- maybe excuse me if you need to get by or something. Well, but, and I feel fine saying the sure. same. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Excuse me. See, I say See, said sorry. It in- yeah, it's just God. instincts. It just inherently I'm- is there. You know, and there's also times, like, it happens happens at work, it happens at home, it happens, you know, with my marriage and with the kids. Like, there's times that something I say may negatively affect or, you know, whoever, but that doesn't mean that I need to be sorry. No, you're right. So, and those are the times that I need to not say I'm sorry, because I am somebody who wants... I don't want to upset someone. I don't want to make something more difficult. I don't want, you know, if you give someone a job and it's going to take them a while and it's difficult, my instinct would be to say, oh, I'm sorry, but thank you. No, it's your job. Like, don't say you're sorry for giving them a task. You just take that part out and but say thanks. But it's inherent. Hey, thanks for taking care exactly. of that. But it's just like built into the vernacular to say, oh, I know this is going to be hard. I know this is going to be time consuming. I'm sorry for having you do something. I'm sorry you have to work <laughs> I'm like sorry, a normal person. Right? But it does have that like instinct <laughs> to say I'm sorry when you're giving someone something that even if they're supposed to be doing it. Like. Well, especially if their reaction is yeah. disappointment sure, or like, frustration. Oh, it's going to take a while. Or, oh, this is hard. Because that reaction makes you be like, I know it's my fault. I'm, I'm sorry. causing this. But in reality, you're like, no, this is your job. You should be doing it. I shouldn't have to say I'm sorry. But because of the reaction, it makes you feel sorry. It makes you feel bad. But it's right. such a weird dynamic i definitely this is 100 percent something i need to work on quite badly <laughs> i agree and i think that's why for me i have to focus on it when i and i'm lucky when it's a situation where i'm like responding to an email you can I stop and kind of get to think, think about yeah. it i get to think how should i respond to this without immediately like admitting mm-hmm. blame but, which is how it comes across when you yeah, start when by apologizing. Sorry. But just like we did now in conversation, if it's just in a conversation, it comes it's hard out. to stop yeah. yourself because you just automatically. If that say same it. customer had called me mm-hmm. to tell me that his signs arrived yeah. dirty, mm-hmm. I would have been like, "Oh no, I'm sorry that exactly. happened." Just out of habit, out of instinct, out yeah. of whatever. And yes. the problem in a business situation mm-hmm. where you do that is that you've now admitted that it was your fault. Yeah, and that you something did was potentially wrong. something wrong. Yeah, and therefore have given them the ability to ask you to fix Anything. it in some yeah. way. Yeah, that either you're by opening replacing that door. what was wrong. Yeah. Or giving them money something, back, yeah. or something like that, and none of those are situations that, that are you necessary. Want to be in when yeah. ultimately, just like in this email, my customer was like, "Oh, these these signs were a little dusty when we opened the box, but we wiped it off with a towel, and they were completely fine." Yeah. So it really didn't cost them anything no, other than a couple of seconds of their extra time. Yeah. So as a, as the vendor, mm-hmm. I shouldn't really have to replace you it you didn't ruin just anything give yeah. an explanation yeah not necessarily an apology yeah but an explanation is what they asked for yeah and you know what if you are on the other end of that in some situations like a store or a service or something mm-hmm. and something maybe didn't go as planned 
you know, you, you would probably expect an explanation. And I think I've said that, like, I just want to understand what happened. Like, you know, something like that. But you also, in the sense that I need to stop saying I'm sorry so often, can't expect other people to say it all the time either. Like, there needs to be that understanding on both sides that, well, I didn't do anything wrong, per se, but I do owe you an explanation as to what happened. And I think that's fair. Well, and I think from that perspective... If you read the email Mm -hmm. that I wrote, for example, when I read it back to myself before actually sending it, I asked myself, would I accept this explanation Mm -hmm. without demanding something else Mm -hmm. or without expecting something else? And I think that when you come to the conclusion that you've kind of explained something or you've, you know, given them some sort of explanation for a situation or why am I asking you to do this Mm -hmm. or... You know, like you said, oh, it's your job. I'm giving you I'm giving you work to do because that's your job. Yeah. Like once you've given that explanation, that should be acceptable. You shouldn't owe them an apology. And and you have to accept the same when yes. somebody comes to you and mm-hmm. they're just like Agreed. Yeah. Here's what I need from you and this is what I need you to do. And they give you an explanation, mm-hmm. you have to be prepared to accept it without asking for an apology. Yeah. I, I think I really I I really think you hit it on the head with the an apology really should mean something. And if yeah. you are constantly apologizing for things, it really loses its value. And, you know, obviously if it if you do incur some sort of negative consequence, if something broke, if something was ruined, if something whatever, if you had to replace something, different scenario because then you actually need to give some sort of recourse. But if it's a minor inconvenience that doesn't really isn't greatly affected by anyone or if it's just something that you should be doing even though it's hard or difficult or time consuming right none of those things warrant an i'm sorry um but again i i I constantly do it i really you know you need to stop and think about like when a true apology needs to have meaning that's the times that you should be saying i'm sorry absolutely yeah absolutely but those are few and far between compared to how often it's used (laughs) yeah definitely (laughs) and i think that like with my kids kind of on the other extreme at Mm -hmm. times where they they withhold apologies at times where you kind of wish they wouldn't yeah that's where it also comes into play what meaning an apology has in a Mm. situation because when you legitimately do something wrong and you don't apologize Mm. it is the one thing the other person may think about after the situation passes they're gonna remember that you did not apologize yeah that's gonna be part of the memory of whatever happened to them that is true so sometimes all you need is an apology yeah like on the flip side of we apologize too much there's definitely times that warrant it if you do do something wrong you should be apologizing. And those are the times that it needs to matter. But you're right. If someone did harm to you or did something, you know, did something to you or negatively affected you significantly and you didn't get an apology, that's going to linger because you're, but if that same person would have said, you know, I'm really sorry, you would just drop it. And it wouldn't be, if anything, that would have actually had a more positive impact because everyone makes mistakes at some point 
we're humans. Yeah. Everybody's going to screw up at some point in their lives, probably a bunch of times in their lives. Everybody's going to make mistakes and do things wrong. If you can apologize and be sincere about it, then our interaction is still a positive one, even though something negative happened because you took accountability for it. You said you were sorry. And again, everyone's human. You can't hold that against them. However, the same instance with someone not saying they're sorry has an incredibly negative experience overall because not only did something bad happen or negative happen but you also didn't take any responsibility for it and didn't apologize right so there's no positive outcome in that at all yeah yeah Yeah. absolutely absolutely so So i think that it does it does make apologizing an extremely valuable element and and something that like my hope is that in both of our cases we're able to have our children move slightly more toward the middle of apologizing definitely slightly more or slightly less yeah somewhere in the middle yeah but i i do think yeah it's lost it's lost some of its value over the years you know it's interesting there's lots of things in our vernacular that have lost some of their um just some of their impacts like i was watching something about like swear words, curse words. And like over the years, most of them have completely lost their impact because they're used so frequently. I agree. So now That's definitely the case. most of them, nobody even flinches at saying anything. Whereas when we were kids, if my mom said a swear, like I knew it, I noticed because yeah. it didn't happen. Or if I heard it because it was so infrequent. And I mean, other end of the spectrum but apologies are kind of similar in that if they're used all the time then their impact really is exactly so and that's with with anything so it's kind of an interesting comparison but that's definitely true the more you say it the more you do it the less impact that it's going to have when it truly should or needs absolutely something definitely so interesting yeah right what do we have to uh, to enjoy now from Three Sheeps? Three Sheeps. I'm going to keep saying sheeps because sheeps. of that now. Uh, the Wolf Mint Chocolate. Ooh, I am going to need mm. to drink some water in between this Chardonnay Definitely. and this mint chocolate. Yeah, totally opposite ends of the spectrum. Imperial Stout with mint cocoa nibs aged in bourbon barrels. So they're big on the aging, obviously. The barrel aging. Um, I forgot to mention earlier when I was talking just a little background, their kind of slogan on I think <coughs> most of their labels now, maybe not all, is the brewed with heart and science. Oh, I like that. Yeah. That's a good one. So, all right. We're going to give this one I don't one think this one says that. The, the mango. super limited Go release. Go mango. <laughs> the super limited release. It says that. Yeah. <laughs> I had, what did I have? I've had... I haven't had many by them. I had a stout by them um i don't know maybe like a year and a half ago i mean it's been a long time since yeah, i've had me too it's been a sheeps. while since yeah. i've had three sheeps mm-hmm. mm. how's it smell does it smell good it smells like it smells like a stout it's got it's got the chocolate i i get it's got just a tiny mint smell like it's just like Man, I really gotta. I'm not getting mint smell. No, everybody's aromas of your nose is probably more um, astute I, than mine is. I do get a lot from smell. We've talked about that yeah. many times. So maybe. I get the chocolate. I get the cocoa, whatever. Yeah. But I get that, definitely. But I'm not getting mint yet. So let's give it a taste and see. Mm. Mm. 
I get mint in the taste. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> this it, tastes like thin mints. Like the. I was going to say it tastes like an Andy's mint, but yeah, yeah. similar. Um, yeah. You know, what's interesting, I get way less barrel in this. I agree. <laughs> I was so... just going to say, it's almost, I hate to use this word because it's not, it always implies a bad thing. It's almost a little thinner than I would have expected yeah. for a bourbon barrel aged beer. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, and, yeah, I'm really not, I'm not really getting that, that barrel, um, that sometimes you get that, that bourbon barrel flavor to it. I'm not getting a lot of it. Maybe part, part of it is like the mint and the cocoa are a little bit stronger, but I'm really not getting that barrel. I don't get any this. real heat. No, I'm not it. getting any heat in it at all. And it, you and should. It's twelve percent. Doesn't have that like. It doesn't uh, have that alcohol. Yeah. Whiskey. No. Bourbon. To me, it does not at all. I'm mm-hmm. really getting. If you would have told me this was, if you wouldn't have told me this was barrel aged, I would not have guessed it was barrel aged. And sometimes you get the smell of the barrel too. Is sure. pronounced. It just obviously depends. Sometimes you get that smell. Sometimes you get that aftertaste to it, or some sort yeah. of kind of. Um, you know, a little bit of burn, a little bit more alcoholy, and I would expect almost that from reading the bottle because it's a 12% ABV, it's aged in bourbon barrels, so I would have expected a little bit more on the back actually for this. And to me, it's really just mint chocolate beer, and I'm yeah, I'm getting those flavors, like I'm definitely getting the mint and the cocoa nibs. Um, but again, if you wouldn't have called out the bourbon barrel aged i would not have guessed aged in bourbon barrels i agree nothing is what it seems Mm -mm. here tonight tonight nothing is no this is all a mystery nobody (laughs) nobody knew what we were getting into when we started this it's it's even our apology conversation went in a direction that i didn't really (laughs) see um, more of like a philosophical conversation about the value of apologizing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I you never we know were, what you're going to get here. I thought we were just going to talk about how my kids usually <laughs> retaliate before the other party can even get to the apologizing. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it goes with the surprising beers. The conversation and the beer all melds together. So uh, this is good. Um, I don't love... You know, I feel like mint beers are actually somewhat popular now. And like we a few months ago, we had had like in our we shouldn't have we shouldn't have kept on to these beers Oof. for too long episode. We had an old mint beer, but now I feel like we've had at least two new mint beers that have I come through. Agree, which is yeah. interesting that they're like coming back around. Um, they're not my favorites. I will just say that. Yeah, the mint chocolate um beer concoction isn't something i love but if you do don't expect a lot of barrel out of this one Mm -hmm. but if you like mint and chocolate i would say that you should probably try if you could have if you ever see this um because it really does taste like mint chocolate i agree so i think so Mm -hmm. just easy on the barrel 
Yep. Although deceptively strong, apparently. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Both of these beers are deceptively strong. So, um, if you're if you're drinking too much of this, you're gonna you're gonna need a. It's gonna be a rough morning, Uber. you guys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna feel it at some point. <laughs> yeah. So maybe that's uh maybe that's what Three Sheeps is known for. I don't know. I'll have to keep an eye out for for other uh, other beers from them and, yeah. and test this theory. Agreed. Out. Yeah. Who so. knows what you can find? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, this has been great. I agree, yeah. Let's end there without apologizing for anything that we've done or said. I'm going to give it a shot. Okay, and on that note, thank you. Yeah, cheers. Bye. Thanks, everyone, for listening to the latest musings from Parenting by the Pint. Be sure to find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and make sure that you rate, review, and subscribe to us wherever you find your podcasts. Have a great week, and cheers to you all.